0: Welcome back, everybody. Rooted in the Guys podcast, episode number 103. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, by my dear friends, co-conspirator, partner in crime, bro before... No, that Co- doesn't work. Co-host. Co-host extraordinaire.
1: Hey, guys. Austin.
0: Austin, uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing,
1: really good.
0: Doing good, yeah. Uh, A lot of changes happening in our worlds right now, both of us with jobs and and... Uh, or lack of uh, other issues that were Yeah, it's kind of cool it's Kind of a cool transition period I'm excited about it but, uh, Me too I think uh, some cool things are happening in our personal lives We're not going to get into that today Do us a favor, jump on Instagram Facebook, social media, all of them Follow us, like us, give us a 5 star review on Apple and Spotify That would be amazing, that would really help us out We are looking forward to seeing where this goes Over the next 100 episodes We're at episode 103, which is pretty awesome So let's see what happens for episode 200 97 to go countdown is on
1: man we're gonna be doing this into our 90s we're gonna (laughs) go through the whole bible
0: (laughs) twice twice (laughs) exegetically yeah but not today not today not today today. today. so today we thought it'd be kind of cool to jump into just a quick discussion on a couple issues that tend to divide christians or or at least maybe not even aggressively divide christians but just kind of Things that Christians don't necessarily agree on across the board and um, I do think at least with one of these issues it's going to be awesome I don't just don't agree with it across the board for uh very obvious physical reasons so
1: I might change your mind
0: seems unlikely <laughs> also way too late for that at this point but <laughs> I'm getting more uh, that's fair that's fair but uh, so yeah we're gonna talk about tattoos we're gonna talk about marijuana and whatever else we decide to jump into here in the next little bit so Let's, let's kind of dive in. Uh, just to give you a background here, Austin is tattoo-less. He right. has none. I, I think at one point when we, we we had known each other for a while, but like we were starting to really kind of get to know each other, and I said something to the effect of, don't you want like some sort of cool medieval tattoo thing? He goes, absolutely not. And <laughs> just went and kind of was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I, for some reason, thought he did. Don't know why. Uh, me personally, if you don't know me or haven't ever seen me, I have both arms sleeved, uh, tattoos on both arms from top to bottom. I have one on my chest, I have three on my back, one on each leg, including a pretty large piece on my right leg that may or may not turn into a sleeve eventually. I don't know. Did
1: so, you, have you counted since?
0: I, no, I've kind of lost count. <laughs> We're in the late 20s, early 30s of numbers of tattoos. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um, Hard to count when I'll get a couple in one session. All right, I'll get two separate pieces in one session, or I'll go in for a session that's just filler where we're filling out the blank spaces. And uh, do you count that as an actual individual tattoo? What do you, I don't know. Either way, I have a lot of them. Austin has none of them. And we're going to talk about why. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Uh, You want to start and kind of. Get us rolling, or do you want me to start? How, how you want to do this?
1: Uh, okay, so reasonings why I do not have tattoos, I, I don't believe I will ever get a tattoo. Um, so a lot of a lot of Christians go to the Leviticus nineteen twenty eight
0: verse, which is about the only verse in Scripture that like actually oh, physically talks physically about mentions market. tattoos. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I, I do like this one. Granted, this isn't actually my my biggest argument against tattoos but it's it's worth remarking on so uh leviticus 1928 just going to the interlinear for this one uh, i believe the translation is more superior it says and you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead semicolon and you shall not put on yourself any writing or mark semicolon i am yahweh so if you were go to the ESV 28. esv says you shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourself i'm bored there there's no commas no semicolons nothing it's just kind of it runs together uh, but going to the this, this actual structure of the sentence, going back to the Hebrew, I believe, interlinear kind of breaks it up a little bit differently. And when you read it that way, it breaks it to a point where it doesn't have any relation. So, again, and you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead. And end of point. Then it picks up the next point. And you shall not put on yourself... Any writing or marking end of point I am Yahweh so Brad and I we've talked about this before about how okay so did it mean you know not just cutting for your flesh for the dead like in mourning um, a lot of ways like the Canaanites and a lot of the people around the Israelites were doing hence why God said don't do it because this is a pagan ritual but also basically tattooing or writing on yourself at all would refer back to the dead and and i take it as no um that cutting your 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 flesh in mourning for the dead and just in general because you're also marking up your body it's not a good thing but when you are tattooing and writing on your body just in general not a good thing why God says not to and he says, I am Yahweh. What are your thoughts, Brad? So
0: I look at Leviticus nineteen as a whole and I'm seeing it's it's a it's a lot of Levitical law. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of Old Testament law. And you do have to be very careful when talking about this and, and thinking through this of like, okay, we are not under the law anymore. And there are things that has been that have been permitted that are in the New Testament in the New Covenant era that were not necessarily permitted in the law. I mean, you look at, like, shellfish and pork and blended fabrics and, and things like that where it's like, all right, like, that's, you know. Right. That is no longer the covenant we are under. It's no longer what we're doing. And, and so you, there are a few things in here in Leviticus 19 that are things that we don't follow anymore, things that we don't necessarily go through. You look at, um, oh, hang on, I just saw it. You shout, verse 27, the verse right before the tattoo verse, says, you shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. Mm-hmm. Not something we necessarily practice at this point. Uh, Austin does. <laughs> so so, that, so I look at that, I, like I said, I, I just kind of look at it as is. what is the old law versus the new law? Where, where are the lines that we, you know, that we draw? And... I truly still believe that Leviticus 19.28 is about pagan worship and pagan practices. I, I believe that the Bible is talking about, and what God is talking about here, is that you don't tattoo yourself or mark yourself or gash your face or do whatever it is that the Egyptians were doing, that the King were doing, to honor the dead and to worship the dead. Uh, the tattooing of of themselves for the worship of idols. So... This prohibition, it, it, it kind of falls in line with others that were given to Israel to separate themselves from the Canaanites, from their idolatry. The cutting of the body was related to the religious mourning process when relatives died. Tattoos were made in the same vein and associated with specific idols and false gods or false religions. God calls Israel as his nation to look different from the pagans around them. And many of these commands had more to do with associated pagan beliefs than actual practices in and, in and of themselves. Like cutting the sides of the beard, which we talked about in verse twenty seven. Right. So being set for the Israelites to be set apart as God's chosen people. I just am not sure that there's any prohibition of tattooing beyond that one verse and beyond that one limitation is worshiping of idols or worshiping of the dead. Right. Um, I've actually heard I've heard this before. I was talking to actually talking to a tattoo artist about it, who is a Christian tattoo artist. And I asked him, I said, so what do you do with people that talk about Leviticus 19? Which is the only verse people bring up, by the way. Well, right. there might be a couple more. and We'll talk about those. But <laughs> it's one of the only verses people bring up. Yeah. And he said that very much what I just said, it's it's about the dead. It's about idols. And he actually will not tattoo anyone who wants a memorial piece for someone that has died. Hmm. And he won't tattoo anyone who, of course, wants something that worships another <laughs> another deity of any sort, right?
1: Right.
0: I've kind of gone that route uh, of saying that, that any tattoo I get, I won't get one for my grandpa who passed away. If, and when heaven forbid my parents pass away or or my grandparents, other grandparents, when they do, like I won't get tattoos for them. That's not, I I do draw a line there. And that's just kind of where I am with that verse in particular. I I do look at it. I take it pretty literally (laughs) in that. Don't tattoo yourselves for the dead don't tattoos or false idols yeah and yeah. pagan rituals
1: and and for me reading it just that differently of okay you're you're cutting your flesh for the dead but marking yourself is for a different reason but yes we were also looking at pagan rituals as well but then my thought process is okay why have pagan rituals changed and we are god's people were supposed to look different than the pagans are they not still supposed to look different now and then again what has changed so you go back to old testament law and be like well and you ask them there it's like okay if you're not tattooing yourself for the dead or the false idols but say you're putting god's name yahweh an abbreviation on your skin is it okay then And in the same vein, I would say, no, it wouldn't. Even though you're not tattooing yourself for the dead and you're not tattooing yourself for a false god, um, you're tattooing yourself for the god, it is still going to, it says, don't mark yourself. So it wouldn't matter if it's for a false god or not. It's just not, don't do it at all. And then coming to today of God's people are still supposed to look differently. And if you are tattooing yourself, you are still looking like everybody else. Now, now granted, uh, like like Brad and like uh, a lot of other Christians, uh, tattooing yourself is pre- pretty normal, pretty regular now. And it's been cool because it's like, again, one of those things Brad and I disagree on. But yet, like, have I ever looked at you and
0: say, you dirty sinner, Brad. I mean, yes, but not because of that.
1: Oh, that's true. You deserve
0: <laughs> that, but that's fine. I do too. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's...
1: I, I I do have my views based on scripture, but I'm also not going around telling people with the tattoos you need to cut your skin off.
0: Yeah, it's never been a
1: point of contention. No, uh, no. And, we're, and we're still two years into this and over 100 episodes in, and it's not a salvation issue. And I've gotten multiple tattoos in Since that time frame. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's been interesting. I Leviticus has not been my one of my biggest arguments against tattoos until we started diving in for this episode and actually looking at the contextual and the grammatical and how I I do believe they're separate. So it kind of, it actually boosted my, my argument a little Mm -hmm. bit more on,
0: on my side, I guess. Yeah. Well, so I want to look at two and and these are going to be verses that people will bring up in support of tattoos. Uh, There's actually a couple of them. One of them is Isaiah 49. 16, where Jesus, or where, uh, Jesus, Jesus was not, he wasn't there, he yet. Wasn't there yet, sorry, where uh, Isaiah writes, behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. So this verse, God is assuring his people he's never going to forget them. He cannot forget them because he isn't, they're engraved on the palm of his hand. Who's engraving them on his uh, hands? Right. God is engraving them on on himself. And and people well people will use this as a hey, God has a tattoo. I'm not fully there. Mm-hmm. I I wanna I, that's one reason why I brought it up, is because like I'm yeah. not quite there. He figuratively spreads out his hands and says, Look, I've written your name on my hands. Figuratively. He says this is the most likely reference to a kind of tattoo, a mark made with indelible ink. Of course, God doesn't have actual arms, therefore he doesn't have really, any real ink. Right. Right. God is spirit, God. we worship him in spirit. Right. But the point is clear enough, He uses a picture that his people will understand and is essentially saying, how can I forget you when I have tattooed your name on my hand? I cannot even put my hand to work in anything without being reminded of you and the promises I have made. Uh, there are some scholars, some Jewish scholars that suggest that Jews began tattooing their hands to remind themselves of the temple and the Lord, um, which I have not heard that before until I started kind of reading into this interesting. kind of an interesting thing. So that, so that's one, this one, the other one I think is even more flimsy of an argument for it.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it's Revelation nineteen sixteen. I have that one, too. Right. Where it says, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I've heard a f- I'm just going to read this from this article here. I've heard a few pastors point to the de- depiction of Jesus' second coming in Revelation 19 and the name written on his thigh as a tattoo. At best, it's unclear if it's a tattoo. Right. At best. But it seems much more likely that his name, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, is written on his garment, not on his actual leg. John records that the name was written on his robe and on his thigh, and it seems most likely that the lower part of the robe covering the thigh area carried the name. There are no scholars, and I haven't either, that have come across that say, this is a tattoo. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say, nah, that's probably not a good argument, guys. I, I did not think it was. I will say this when I was really young, a lot younger in my faith, before I started really you know, diving deeper. I did think this was a good argument for it. <laughs> I don't anymore. Because <laughs> well, I've used it before. And, you know. even Okay, even if it
1: does mean Jesus has a tattoo of his own name on his own body, he's God. <laughs> and who does the tattooing or who does the writing or whoever? It's God. God does it. God has the authority to do it. Um, even you can go to Revelation twenty 22.4, uh, the names are written on the foreheads. And that's not the, the mark of the beast. It's God writing the name uh, names on the foreheads of the saints. Um, uh, some people will use that as well. But again, who is doing the writing? It's God. And I, I do, since the Old and New Testament are concise and they go together, I do go back to Leviticus saying, don't do this. Don't write this. So it is not your job to do this. But if God wants to, and you go back to Romans, and you're you're a clay pot, right? God can write whatever He wants on that clay pot. He can, our theology, He can trash that clay pot if He wants. It. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's a very good argument as well. But next, how about we go to First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen through twenty, and it says. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. You're not your own, and your body is a temple. Now, a lot of people will say, well, it's not actually your physical body, it's your spiritual body, and your physical body actually has no ramifications whatsoever. I don't agree with that whatsoever um literally just go through the new testament go through well go through the old as well but look at any of the letters that paul is writing and just how important it is about your own body uh the things that it says don't do with your body uh sexual immorality is the sin against your body and god and paul says if you do those things you will not enter the kingdom of heaven it's not a matter of your physical body or or your not physical body so i i think that is that is a very good one as well but then you go to first corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 through 17 do you not know that you are god's temple and the god spirit dwells in you if anyone destroys god's temple god will destroy him for god's temple is holy and you are that temple again referring to you are the temple of God this is where God resides um you go back to Exodus chapter 25 through 37 and second Chronicles chapter 2 verse 1 through 18 talking about the temple talking about how detailed God wanted the temple what was permitted in the temple versus what was not even going to David was going to build the temple but God said no you cannot build the temple because of the things that you've done so I'm gonna have your son build the temple. And then Solomon built the temple and still everything it just lined out exactly the way God wants it. And I, I use that as, okay, say they build the temple and then you have these Jews going around the outside of the temple being like, you know what, what it really needs is the word Yahweh on the side of it. <laughs> or maybe we should depict a giant mural of god saving the israelites coming out of egypt and will depict the entire the entire uh (laughs) exodus out of egypt the crossing the red sea the going into um the promised land the the defeating of the philistines and like let's just mural it all the way around the the temple i firmly believe as god did with the ark of the covenant every one of those people would be incinerated mm. if if they even try right. to get near to do that and then transposing that onto our bodies being the temple i i think it is similar as well that that god made your body the way that it was supposed to be made now yes sin has corrupted and we have things happen all the time but since he made it this way, we're not supposed to change it or alter it anyway as well.
0: So let me ask you this, just from a practical perspective, taking, taking it that way. You, you have a child who is born with some deformity of some sort. Right. You know, wh- whether that's a birthmark, whether that's a tumor, whether that's a growth of some sort. up
1: is yeah. a
0: tail. Like what, mm-hmm. whatever, like something happens and the in the child is born. Based on this argument, are you saying that that should not be taken care of medically? Good so, question. especially if it doesn't endanger their life. So, let's right. say that it's a birthmark. Birthmark right. isn't necessarily it's a big birthmark on their face, which right. I've I've seen. Got you know, I, I, we've all seen that. We know what that is. Right. There's a way to get rid of it. There's a way to cosmetically make, you know, make that go away. So to essentially, right. No health, necessarily health issues, that come across come with that birthmark, but cosmetically and aesthetically, it doesn't look good. It, right. it doesn't look normal. Right. So, using that argument, it would seem to me to suggest that you leave that there, because that's the way God wanted that child. Going based off of if this was a sinless world and our bodies weren't affected by sin, yes. Okay.
1: But, since, yeah, we are affected by sin, so Things are going to happen. People are born with extra fingers, some people are born with extra toes, Extra eyes, extra ears. I would say no, it is permissible to then remove
0: either a yeah, if it is, if especially it's if it's endangering life. I, I don't even think you would argue against that. No, so I'm no. not, that's why I didn't go there. But
1: okay, say aesthetically, say yeah. it is going to affect the, the kids' uh, marital life later down the road. No, I would say it would be okay. But again, this is going based off of that could be. Okay, yeah, that could be because God wanted them that way. Going back to Romans, He is the Maker of the pot, but we also know
0: that those things occur because of sin, right? And it's because we live in a fallen world. So Excellent. that would be my argument against that. So going back to First Corinthians sixteen or First Corinthians, First Corinthians six eighteen yep. through twenty, I look at context here, and again. Yep. So this is one of those common passages that's going to be brought up yep. as well to against tattooing. You know, our bodies are not our own; we belong to God. Body, soul, mind, spirit, and we have bodies that functions as the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we got to glorify God with our bodies. Right. I don't disagree with that. Right. I, I'm not opposed. Uh, I, I can't argue against that. Typically, or as a Christian, of course, that is that to me is correct. Where I don't quite go. I don't go so far as to say it, it bans tattoos, and here's why: because in this passage specifically, the majority of this passage, if not all of it, is talking about sexual immorality.
1: Right.
0: So you look at it in the context of this passage. You look go back to verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is within you? whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So Paul, in this passage specifically, is confronting sexual sin within the church. He argues that the sexual immorality defiles the body, defiles the temple. Right. And using this passage to argue against tattoos or smoking or eating red meat, I don't think necessarily does this passage justice. Because what's leading up to that passage, what's leading up to that before right. it, is all about sexual morality. He talks about prostitution in there. He talks about... Various other things, so I I just don't know if you can use that as, as, as an argument against that. However, I do like your temple argument. That's the first time I've heard that right. from a Old Testament perspective right. and a detailed perspective. Right. I don't think I've heard anyone go that be that smart with this one. <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you, yeah. So I do like that. I I think that is valid. Right. You you look at the you know God was very specific on his <laughs> details of the temple, and if we are the temple, maybe so. So, going with this, yes, it, the context is
1: sexual immorality, but I still go back to, okay, so does that mean nothing else defiles the body except sexual acts? So, I go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So again, going back to your the the housing of the Holy Spirit is not just a spiritual thing. It is actually it is physical. It is your physical body and your spiritual body as well, and they have to go simultane, simultaneously simultaneously and step with one another. Um, so we are to cleanse ourselves of every defilement, um, but also just looking at who are we made in the image of. We're supposed to be becoming and looking more like Christ, and besides looking at the Revelation nineteen sixteen uh, argument, um, I don't believe Christ has any tattoos. I don't. I, I, I don't.
0: I'm kind of there as right. well with you on that.
1: So if we are to look more like Christ, and again the argument of well we're supposed to look like Christ spiritually, it's like well yes, but Christ also came physically to give us a physical representation. If we were to completely disregard the argument of looking like Christ physically without going so far to the side of cosmetically, you know, yeah, we need to find a picture of Jesus <laughs> and change our whole body. No, no, it's it is. Yes, we are to look like him spiritually and act like him. But if Christ didn't have tattoos, I would make the argument of I, I won't either. Um, but we are to. Look at our our body like the temple as well, and so I yeah I would pose that question of okay so does anything else as in this context defile the body but it's okay because in this context it's
0: not sexual if that makes sense it does yeah, yeah it does make sense it does I just I don't like I don't know I I don't see a single passage in the New Testament discussing this at all right there, there's just not. It is up to your interpretation, and up you know it becomes to me where i would where I would almost say we we end this, and we don't have to we can keep going, but it almost becomes a conscience thing, right yeah. is this one of those if you feel it's okay to eat meat offered to idols, but your brother doesn't, you all don't need to fight about that, right I mean, is that kind well, of where
1: and is this a point of contention? Right. Yeah, are you actually fighting about this? Right. Like that That's not good either. No. Uh, good.
0: Yeah. And so I look at you know, I, I want to read this real quick, and then I'll you know I do want to give one kind of goofy thing. But I got a couple more
1: things.
0: Yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. yeah. So how we treat our body matters, right? And, and obviously, you look you look at me, you see, look, oh, well, you're not the picture, picture boy for health. Obviously, I'm like carrying some extra weight, you know. Uh, don't eat the best. I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that that sort of thing. Uh, I have a Coke Zero sitting next to me. Uh, that's not great. <laughs> so I understand. So yes, how we treat our body matters. We we belong to God. We belong to God, body and soul. We are wholly His. He has created us. He is redeeming us. We are being sanctified by Him. We are doubly His. So how do we glorify God through our body in the process? Well, we answer that using Scripture. That's our authority in all faith. It's our authority in all practice. Godliness is directed and determined by the word of God alone. So I look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we glorify God by loving him, trusting him, and keeping his commands. That that That's it. That's godliness right there. Loving God, trusting him, keeping his commands. The tattooing side of this? It's not banned. It's not outrightly said you don't do this. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily inferred you don't do it as a blanket ban. I do, like I said previously, I do think maybe you don't get a memorial tattoo for someone who's passed away. Maybe you don't tattoo the word. Lucifer on your legs. I don't know. Like, you don't tattoo yourself for false gods and, and you don't, you know, do it in worship of other things and other, and other idols, even. I mean, even, you know, I, I look at, um, I, I'm a huge Kentucky Wildcats fan. I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. I've been asked multiple times, why don't you have a Kentucky tattoo? Why don't you have an Atlanta Braves tattoo? They're important to you. Well, well yeah, they are. Like, I, I do. That is one of the ways I take joy in this world is I watch those sporting events. There's no, nothing wrong with that. Does that cross into the level of idolatry if I tattoo that on my body? I don't have a firm, solid answer, but I lean yes. And so I haven't done it, right? right? Like, yes, I enjoy those things. Yes, they are a big part of my life outside of Christianity, right? Outside. That sounds bad. That's yeah. not what I meant. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, we, we're we not monks living right. in a monastery. Right. We're We're living our lives. To the glory of Christ, and that's part of my life. Is I, I go to the football games, I watch baseball, you know. So that, that in and of itself is fine, but I do think maybe tattooing that on me would cross a little bit of a line into idolatry. Yeah. And yeah. so I haven't done it, and probably won't do it. I've had to talk myself out of it a couple times, got a little excited, but I haven't done it. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it. That's where I draw a line on that. And and just last thing for me until uh, until... You know Austin, I respond back to whatever nonsense he's going to bring. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, <laughs> but for forbid- real, <laughs> but for forbid- real. Now, uh, <laughs> but no, I cannot tell you how many conversations I have had over the last ten years when people look at my tattoos and they see the ones that are written in another language, and they're like, "What does that mean? Yeah, hey, What's that word?" Right. And I cannot tell you how many times I have quoted uh, John where he says. In this world, I've quoted Jesus, but it's in the book of John. Right. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world. That word, "take heart," we take that from the word "tharseo" mm-hmm. in Greek, and I have that word tattooed on my right arm. I cannot tell you how many times I've quoted that verse to people, yeah. and and been able to use it as a, this is what I believe. Like this world is tough, and this world's gonna knock you down more times than you can count. But Christ has overcome the world, and we have a hope. And I'm not saying this to be pithy or to be whatever. Legitimately, I've had conversations because of those questions. I, I find value in that. Yeah, I do. I mean, I find value in being able to to talk about, you know, what's solos Christos? What is that? They don't, you know, they don't say like, what's solos Christos? Like that's that. Yeah, What's yeah. Christ alone. And you have that conversation of like. Because Christ alone, He Man. is why I have hope. Again, it goes back to hope. It's it's the but God. What does that mean? You're the butt God. That's weird. Well, no, right. <laughs> One T. First of all, yeah. <laughs> those conversations are invaluable yeah. to me. Uh, working in the field I've worked in with with construction for the last four years. Just I, again, countless times I've had customers and people ask, "What does that word mean?" What's that? I see. I know it. About a few. People, I know it's Greek, but I don't know what it is. And it just, it opens up a conversation. yeah. So I don't know. I, I find that valuable.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: So I actually
1: go to Romans 12, one and two as well, but for an argument. <laughs>
0: All right.
1: So, okay. I'll go through and read it as well. I appeal to you, therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Again, we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. Okay, let's go back to sacrifices. What were they with and what were they for? Uh, so Exodus 12:5, Leviticus 1:3, 1, First 1 Peter chapter 1:19, verse 19 through 20, talking about spotless lamb. Going back to, yes, Old Testament, going back to the Levitical law of sacrifices, you would go and find a spotless lamb. To sacrifice. If it had any blemish, any spots whatsoever, any markings, it could not be used as the sacrifice. Now again, okay, why was this? It was to foreshadow and look at Christ as
0: absolutely the spiritual life, as a sinful life. And it was actually, so there's that, 100% of foreshadowing the symbolic nature of it. But it was also, that was a bigger sacrifice for them. Because those perfect spotless lambs bring in more money. Exactly. So that was like a legit sacrifice for them on top of it being that spiritual symbol of what Christ is. Right. And, and it's like getting that, but also, okay,
1: there's a reason why God did that. There's a reason why the physical representation of this is so important. And, okay, transposing this to Christ, uh, Peter referring to Christ as the, the spotless lamb, I, I do. I do even use this as the argument for physical bodies as well. Now, does this get into scars and stuff <laughs> like well, okay. If you're cutting yourself on purpose to make scars, I I would ask some questions. <laughs> yes. Um I, I would worry about you. <laughs> but if you're just doing stuff and you, you it's an accident and you scar yourself, it, it's not your fault it's an accident right now, and that's also
0: a sin part of sin being in the is we're going to hurt exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: but to purposely mark your body you are now spotless and presenting yourself as that living sacrifice which so we went through romans we going mm-hmm. through this if you want to go back and listen to that episode very well can um, romans was awesome that's really probably good. my
0: favorite episodes we've done
1: really good first one and two took us a little episode yeah so yeah, go back and listen I think to that two episodes, one. Episodes actually. I oh, might god, it was two. Yeah. <laughs> but no, presenting your bodies. This is literally your physical body. This isn't talking about your spiritual body. It's talking about your physical. Presenting it as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So what is holy and acceptable to God? Well, He lays out what's holy and acceptable. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect? Okay, what are one of the ways that you find what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect? Well, you go to scripture. You go to the Old Testament. You go to, in in my humble opinion, of go back to the law. Literally, God writes, has Moses write out what he likes and what he doesn't like for me, I do go back to Leviticus and I, and I look through these things of, okay, what do we do today? And what do we not do today? And why not, uh, such things as the, the marring, the edge of the, the beard, going back to, uh, the Hebrew, it is more of a literal marring. It's yeah. Um, more closely translated to shaving, shaving the sides of your beard to where you only have the, the front of your beard though, like a goatee or mustache. But then very literal translation being like you're scraping, you're marring your skin and your beard to where it's bleeding. And it, it does. It goes back to pagan rituals. It goes back to celebrating their gods. But a lot of these too, they, they have dual, dual meanings. They have a fulfillment here, which is, okay, don't worry your beard. But then looking at, okay, what does God like and what does God do, do not like? And again, the law is very good in this aspect. If you want to discern what is the will of God, if you you want to do things that are good and acceptable and perfect in God's eyes, go through and read it. Now, I'm not saying go through and start observing everything. Like, no. Yes, do discernment. <laughs> it, go through and when it says don't, don't eat pork and, and shellfish, it's like, okay, well, we do have scripture. We're not only Christ, but also in the book of Acts, God says to Peter, you know, don't call anything that I have uh, created common or unclean. Um, so we we have biblical reference to say, okay, now we can't eat pork. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can't eat shellfish. <clears throat> but, in the same vein, is there anywhere in the New Testament that says, it's okay to now tattoo, tattoo your body? Well, no, we don't. If anything, we only have scripture that says don't do it so that argument in in my mind is is um what's the word not even shallow it's just not there um because with the food argument there's contextual for both one saying don't but then one saying now you can this is why versus tattooing your body and marking your body it says don't do it but then the rest of scripture There's nothing else saying it can. And then looking at, in my opinion, um, your body as a temple would would refer to the latter. So looking at glorifying body or glorifying God, can you glorify God in your body with tattoos? And what does your body do with the tattoo? So then we get into the science of it. Okay. What happens when... Brad, what happens when uh, your body is tattooed?
0: What is the physical process? Oh, it is uh, a painful needle that <laughs> is being dragged across. Your skin. actually needles, plural, yeah. being dragged across the skin that is uh, piercing the I think the first layer of your skin, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, and and embedding the ink into the second layer of your skin, so it's there permanently. Do you ever bleed profusely? Profusely. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Not perfume. Some tattoos will Some blood will worse than others. Blood. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. It is a cutting of the body. It is introducing a foreign substance into your body. Correct. 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 Okay. No denying that. No denying. All right. So, do you know what happens with the ink in your body over time? Do you know where it goes?
0: I'm assuming the bloodstream.
1: Bloodstream. It also goes into the. Um, oh my goodness. I just had it, <laughs> um, not the capillaries, uh, lymph lymph nodes. Okay. So your lymph nodes over time, if people who have tattoos, you notice that they start to fade. They do. Why do they fade? Do you
0: know why? I, not, I don't. Not, Scientifically, no, I don't. Right.
1: Not only by yeah, because I know UV
0: UV rays do it, but I know that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, the sun does fade it. Granted, the
1: sun fades everything, yeah. but your skin is fighting. tattoo so the one of the reasons why it fades and it fades quicker than just the Sun on it is because the skin is attacking the the ink and it's soaking in the ink and when you go look at your lymph nodes people have to have their lymph nodes drained because it sucks in all the ink but it has nowhere to go so it could actually cause health problems down the road depending on how many you have
0: I don't have that many. But
1: but it's like, especially if you you look at the people that are covered head to toe, but not just covered in tattoos, like shaded. Shaded in between all of them. Right. they're covered, their skin needs to breathe. So it is attacking the tattoo, soaking in as much of the ink as it can, and it gets lodged in the lymphatic system, and there's nowhere for it to go. So um, doctors have actually had to physically go in and drain the ink out of the lymph node system.
0: And That's interesting. Very dangerous. Yeah.
1: But, again, you just look at the fading, it is your skin is attacking a foreign substance in your
0: body. I mean, again, I can't argue against that. I, I look at the last tattoo I got and just how many problems I had yeah, that was... for a couple weeks after after getting it. Uh, we did a, a cover-up piece. We did the outline in one session. came back and what I thought was going to be the second of three sessions ended up being the last session and it was brutal. I mean, I you know, I like to think I sit well for tattoos. I think my tattoo artist would agree with that. He's done all of mine, so he, he he's very familiar with me. Um, I sit well through all of them. I, I don't squirm, I don't ask him to stop, I don't take breaks. I just we just power through. That, that it was awful. I just it was it I it almost made me say, "I'm not doing this ever again," because it was bad. I mean, my leg was swollen for a number of weeks. I, I was limping pretty significantly, had a hard time walking, didn't heal very well. Like it, it, it was a, it was a problem. So I, I, yes, there are complications that can arise through these if they get infected, if they get, you know, if you don't take care of them. Like I, I, I can't deny that, yeah. um, and and maybe that's a good argument against it. I, I don't know you know you are putting yourself through a little bit of pain or a significant amount of pain depending on where and how how big and this
1: is where my mind goes I'm like you're doing it purposefully so here pain purpose yeah
0: okay What's so honestly it, it's really hard to explain to someone who who's never experienced this yeah. and, and if you have tattoos I think you can I think you can back me up on this maybe you can't I don't know but I've I've talked to enough people to think that most who have them can back me up there is something therapeutic about doing about getting a tattoo. It it I I don't I can't explain it. I, I don't fully understand why. But there's something therapeutic. I, I think back when I was in college the first time, I did a project on uh cutting and why people cut. Yeah. You know, cutters, people who purposely when they're depressed or when they're feeling feeling sad and, and upset, they they turn to a razor and cut their arms, cut their legs. It took me so long to kind of wrap my mind around why someone would do that. But on some level now, after having gone through tattooing for, you know, the last 15, 20, not 20 years. Gosh, I'm not that old. The last 15 years or so, I kind of understand the mindset that they have. It's like there's some sort of release, emotional release, that comes from the pain. Right. Don't know why. I don't know how healthy that is. (laughs) I was
1: going to say, I don't think this helps your argument. I think this actually (laughs) goes against your argument.
0: But there is. So not all of my tattoos have fe- have felt that way. It it has been a couple that I've gotten when in the, in the midst of something going on in my life that I'm not happy with. And I do think there might be a, an issue there where I should have been relying on God and his, you know, his grace and his love and his mercy over that. And I don't think I even got the tattoo because of that. But but I do think there is something just kind of releasing, I, I don't know if it's dopamine, I don't know if it's serotonin, I don't know what the chemical is that's released when you getting tattooed. But there is something Something there. I think that's why getting one and stopping is rare. There's something to that. I I don't know what it is, but there is. I don't know. I I watch one of these tattoo shows because just because I enjoy the artwork and I hear the sound of that needle and I'm like, all right, time to go. Time to get another (laughs) one. (laughs) Kevin, when can we get it? When can you get me in? Right? Like you hear that noise and it triggers, like, all right, yeah, we need to go do something else. Um, So there is something to that. Um, I do think you know for me I do come to the conclusion that it is lawful quote unquote to, for for Christians to get tattoos um I don't think that tat, that scripture bans tattoos outright I do think it bans pagan tattoos if you look back at Leviticus we've talked about that so I don't think scripture presents the ideas that tattoos harm the temple or dishonor God I also don't think it's always wise to get them um I have a kind of a measured you know, thought process on this. I I I spent about a year, year and a half before I got my first one. Uh, talking to people, praying about it. Granted, I was younger in my faith, so I'm not saying I was perfect. And maybe I did just hear what I wanted to hear. But but thinking about it, praying about it, and, and I kept a picture, a drawing of the tattoo I wanted in my wallet for the better part of a year and a half. Looked at it, made sure it's something I still liked. After a couple of year, after a year, year and a half, two years, whatever it was. And that's that's how I got my first one. Has that been the same process for all the rest of them? No, <laughs> but but yeah, that's how I got my first tattoo. I look at First Corinthians, uh, chapter six, verses verse twelve. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Paul talking about how there are now things, and again, this does refer to you know a lot of different of these laws that we've talked about already. Um, so I, I, I kind of lean that direction of saying it's permissible, not necessarily bad, but also not necessarily wise, not necessarily the best thing to do. You know, it, you hear me say this and maybe think, well, do you regret any of your tattoos? I, I don't. I mean, I did do a cover up on one, uh, that was more of an artistic choice than it was a, uh, meaning choice or regret choice. I, I don't regret them. Um, I'm comfortable with them but I also encourage anyone thinking about it to pray about it and, and to legitimately seek seek out wise counsel. Um, maybe go to someone like Austin and and talk to him and get his perspective. Maybe listen to this episode, maybe share this episode, where you hear a little bit of both sides to it, and, right. and you can make that decision. I, I, I do think and I hope we come to the conclusion that this is kind of a conscience issue and a secondary issue that does not mean that Austin and I cannot do ministry together and do right. life together. Right. Because I'm heavily tattooed and he's not. Yeah. He's naked. Skin wise. He's got clothes on right now, by the way. He's spotless. He's <laughs> spotless. <laughs> so so yeah. That I think that's a good I mean, do you have any final thoughts? I don't want to monopolize the yeah. final thoughts here. I just yeah, I guess a couple I don't know, closing or
1: looking at okay, image of God. We are the image of God. Now, yes, looking at God is spirit. and We worship God in spirit. But again, as we've talked about many times throughout the life of this podcast, the image in the physical representation is important as well because humanity is the same. You know, we have two legs, we have two arms, we have eyes, we have, sure, different colors, but we know why. Um, We are the image of God. Going to First Peter chapter one verse sixteen, or we'll just go to verse fourteen. It says, "As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct." So this is interesting. Go back to Leviticus nineteen, talking about tattoos in verse twenty-eight and stuff. But you go to verse one, and it is, "The Lord is holy." the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them you shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy I Yahweh your God am holy and then he proceeds to tell Moses to tell the people in order how to be holy like God is holy so I I I put that there again going back to what we talked about in Romans, if you want to know what is pleasing to the Lord, if you want to become more holy as God is holy as we're supposed to do, read the scripture as a whole. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit in the New Testament I mean that is gold you know it is yeah but the Old Testament literally just going through looking at verse um, chapter 19, uh, starting in verse 9. Love your neighbor as yourself. Literally in the same chapter as talking about uh, the cutting of yourself and tattooing is loving your neighbor as yourself. I mean, Jesus spoke on that, right?
0: So, yeah, absolutely. So
1: when it comes to the question of do we continue to follow the law? Okay, this gets into so many different things. Which we <laughs> Le- legalism, non-legalism. Um, I, I go, my answer is yes, when it is applicable. But again, it has to go. You have to read through it. You have to read through it and be like, "Is this applicable? Can, can I even do this? Or where in Scripture in the New Testament does it speak on this?" And it just goes through pouring, pouring through it, and and learning what you can. But again, why? It is not just to follow blindly. It is to become holy as God is holy, as, as God says to be so that's that's kind of where i I leave it as image bearers of god and to not be conformed to this world if christians are just getting tattoos because the rest of the world is doing it and it looks and it's okay i my argument would be be very careful Uh, like like brad said you know um talking about paul and all things are lawful for me but not all things are are helpful for me personally i err on the side of Knowing what I know and being fully convinced, if I were to get a tattoo, it would be sinful, and n- not a detriment. I don't believe to my salvation. Right. But in that same vein of being be- being fully convinced, and I got one, I would be living in sin. Now, with that, grace and mercy is abundant. OK, say for those who hear this episode or hear other arguments and they're they're fully tattooed or they've got a few and they come to the realization or they're fully convinced saying tattoos are wrong. I don't think I, sh- I should have them on me anymore. I would say repent, confess, ask God for forgiveness if, if you are fully convinced. Um, but once you've done that, God, who is rich in mercy, is
0: is going to forgive you. And that's it. Yeah, no, uh, he is. And if, and that's, if it. that's where you are and you do believe that. Absolutely. Obviously, there's not a whole lot you can do outside of laser removal, right. which is worse but pain-wise.
1: It's gotten better. I've heard it's gotten much better.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I've but, never had it. <laughs> I, uh,
1: for, for me, I would say leave them. Yeah. Because it, it is a good talking point I, on the side of you're talking to people and saying, I don't believe I should have them anymore, but it's a permanent thing. Um, but I, I have known people and know of people that in their, in their sinful life, they've gotten tattoos that are, they're not good and they come to Christ and they're like, I don't want this on my skin anymore. Like talking about false gods. Mm -hmm. And so they go and they have it laser removed. And so like their whole sleeve is there except for this bald spot, but they don't have it filled because they're like, I don't believe I should get any more. And so that's a good conversation piece there. They're like, okay, you have this...
0: This, this scar. You have this scar. Because it is. It'll be a scar.
1: Yeah. And they're like, what is that from? It's like, well, actually, so that is when
0: I had a tattoo of Moloch on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's ideal, yeah. So I do think if, if you are considering it, you know, again, I, I say spend time, especially if you don't have any, spend time praying. Spend time pouring through scripture and come and come to that conclusion and, and come to the conclusion that, that you feel conscience wise is is okay and is is valuable so that's the one of the questions posed by one of the articles i've read here is can i do this with a clear conscience in faith and honor the lord if not don't do it i mean that's really what yep. it boils down to will these tattoos if you were to get them if you do move on to that next step you say yeah okay yes i can do it on the lord move on to step two is this going to hinder your ministry or vocation or whatever is it going to create any unnecessary barriers to that I know a lot of missionaries that won't get them. They don't necessarily have a problem with them, but they won't get them because of the countries they go to. Right. Because that will hinder their ministry in the countries that they go to. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, maybe that's a no. All right, if you get past that question and say, okay, I think I'm okay there, it's what does your spouse think? Right. All right, if you're married, what does your spouse think? Are they okay with it? Are they not okay with it? Go that route. Speak to your pastor. Speak to your pastor. Talk to, talk to your your people. And, and talk to people that you trust. And like I said, seek out scripture more than anything. Seek out scripture. And seek out what the Lord says. Real quick, we were going to talk about marijuana today. I don't think we're going to do that. No. So we're going to talk about that next, at some point soon. We'll no, talk man. about marijuana. No yeah, five. it will. Because the tattoos took longer than I kind <clears throat> of anticipated, which is fine. Right. Uh, I really like this. This is, uh, this is from a tattooed person. Tattooed Christian. And he wrote down his top ten reasons not to get a tattoo. So I'm going to read these off, and I like these. I think they're actually very valuable. Especially as someone who has a plethora of tattoos. Ten, it is mainstream and unoriginal. Everyone has them. Why follow the trend? Nine, it stinking hurts. Eight, you might regret what you get, what size it is, or where it's placed. Seven, it could turn out bad. I mean, really bad. You have no idea... How many people pay a lot of money for what turns out to be a very ugly or even misspelled tattoo? No (laughs) regrets. It's expensive. Can you justify the cost? It will draw attention. If you don't like people staring at you, this could be a bad decision. If you do like people staring at you, there are some heart issues that need to be dealt with. (laughs) No tattoo for you. (laughs) I love that one, actually. (laughs) Number four, you will be judged. Even though tattoos are mainstream and broadly accepted, you will still encounter people who think less of you for the ink. Well, and the funny thing is, stop right
1: there, real quick. You will actually be judged more by other people who have tattoos than the people
0: who don't have that tattoos That is fair. Yeah. yeah. Oh I look I found at
1: that yeah. really
0: interesting. Yeah. I do look at other people's tattoos. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh number three, it is permanent. If you want to quote unquote say something, why not go for a cool T shirt? I like that one, too, actually. Number two, tattoo removal is expensive and even more painful than the needle. Although Austin does believe it's getting better. I don't have a clue. Never had one removed. And the number one reason for not to get a tattoo based on this tattooed Christian, it stinking hurts. It bears repeating. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, we will talk about marijuana in the future. I do want to get into that because I have I have a few thoughts, but I, I do want to give it some more research as well. Because um, I don't know a ton about it. Yet, but Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know. Yeah, let us know who, what you think. Who, who do you think won this debate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let us know. No one, yeah. no one ever lets us know things. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> for real. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week, episode 104. Probably jump back into First Timothy, start kind of wrapping that up. We're getting close to the end of First Timothy. One more, one more chapter to go. We'll get back into that next week, and then maybe marijuana the week after. Thank you guys for listening. Like I said, jump on our social medias, like us, subscribe, five star reviews, Apple, Spotify. We'd love to hear from you. Give us any feedback, patreon.com/slash-rooted-logos. I have two things I'm talking to Austin about before he leaves today that we're gonna need some help financially with. So we're gonna we're gonna reach out to you guys for that here very soon. But if you want to support us monthly, that'd be awesome. We're gonna work on more content for that. I think that's all I got. In the meantime, stay rooted.